One of our favourite guests on Feed, Play, Love is the wonderful Maggie Dent. Maggie's running a series of events focused on helping parents better manage fear, worry and anxiety in children. The events will run in Sydney, Brisbane and Perth and we have a double pass to each event to give away. It's very exciting. In Calming Today's Anxious Kids, Maggie will be joined by two of her favourite parenting experts. They will not only explore why anxiety happens in the first place, they'll reveal simple strategies to improve our children's ability to regulate themselves. To win a double pass giveaway to the first Sydney event on the 8th of June, simply head to babyology.com.au and click on win to enter. We'll be giving away the other double passes for the other cities soon, so stay subscribed. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Toilet training. Two words that can strike fear into the heart of any parent. All the questions that start piling in. When do you do it? Can they be too young? Can you leave it too late? It can feel like a big step, which is why we've asked Karen Wilcox from Karatani to join us for this episode of Fee Play Love to take us through how to best toilet train your child. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Why do you think toilet training is such a daunting topic for us parents? Uh, well, I guess from my experience for myself as a mum, but also working with mums and dads, uh, one of the biggest challenges, I guess because we're time poor, and there's a pressure to get it right and quickly because it makes such a mess and causes us a lot of stress. Like in the mornings, we're toilet training and they have an accident and then you're going to be late for work then, getting them to preschool. There's also pressure at preschool now to be toilet trained by a certain age, to go up to certain rooms in daycare, all these sorts of things. There's a lot of performance that you can't control because yeah. it's the, under the child's control as to what they can and can't do. Yeah, I'm so. Um, both my children are now toilet trained, and can I just say it is such a relief. To yeah, get yeah. More. I mean, you get excited because they're no longer in nappies. Yeah, yeah. But actually, getting through to the other side. Yeah. And deciding when. Okay, so is there a perfect age in inverted commas to start training your child? That is a great question. So I guess historically there's been, you know, through the ages, so it depends on who you're talking to, um, what your parenting beliefs are around toilet training. So in some cultures they might start really young and even in the 50s here in Australia, um, health department used to say from six weeks start putting them over a potty. Wow. Yeah, right? So there's a little baby <laughs> book and had little gum nut babies on it and so there was a whole bunch of regimented parenting and of course what we know is that um, neurologically, developmentally, socially, emotionally, behaviorally, um, they actually can't manage that. You're catching urine the younger they are and so you can do conditional learning of anything but if you want bladder control and voluntary management of the toilet behaviors from, from the child then it's usually around two years of age. Yeah, because actually that touches on another question I had. Um, this wasn't a conversation when my kids were toilet, being toilet trained, but it's come up a lot now. Um, and uh, it's elimination communication. Oh, yeah. Is that what you're talking about in terms <laughs> yeah. of putting the six-week-old over the... Uh, well, I guess it's all, if communication involves words, but also the behaviours we do, the, the nonverbal communication. So I guess that's what they I don't know that exact term. Um, but I guess whatever messages we're sending children around toileting, 
um, can be helpful or unhelpful. But those behaviours of training children, that idea of, but you're really doing the control because you have to manually pick them up, put them on the toilet, you've got to remember, and you're really catching urine because I guess they can't get sphincter control until around um, 18 months of age. Um, that they do stop and start, of course, that sphincter does develop, but you're still the one putting them over the potty or I whatever. I can't think of anything more traumatic than having to take my child. Well, it's just more work, time. right? Yes. It, it, like, so I guess that's one of the things about toilet training is what does it mean to you? What does it mean to anybody? So when we say that, so some people have some fairly, I guess, fixed ideas that it's got to be full control. I never have to do anything. They take off the nappy, they hop on the toilet and they go themselves day and night, 24-7, seven days a week. And other parents might think, well, as long as that maybe whenever I go out, they can, I don't have to have nappies and worry about that. And so it might be daytime control. And, and I guess that's all, you know, these are all the variations. So even the language around toilet training, what does it mean? And you can't really train them. What you can do is encourage, um, look for their signs developmentally when they're ready to, um, you know, go to the toilet. So they have to recognize when they've actually wet their nappy. Do you know what I mean? When something's happening, they often fix and stare. Um, you know, I'm sure some of the parents have seen this, or you see them squat and they get this kind of glazed look in their eyes. Yes. Um, but their brain telling them what that is and making sense of those behaviours is going to take a time. So some of the communication around elimination is would be, oh, look at you, you're going to, you're doing a poo, or you wet your nappy, and you're helping them work out these bodily reactions to passing urine um, with the words and what and it that, feels like and, in their body. Yeah. So they can kind of connect that first because they've got to be able to recognize it to know when to go to the toilet do you know what I mean so it's not just a a they've got the physical capacity to do it they also need to recognize it themselves and then want to do something about it and will will some children you mentioned it too because children can be talking it too um so would some children actually say to their parents I'm going I'm doing a wee now, I'm doing a poo now. And then you can go, oh, you know, let's start introducing you to the toilet. Yeah, that's right. So I guess they need to have verbal skills. They need to be able to communicate to parents. Parents need to be, I guess, noticing what's happening for their children. And sometimes in our busy life and busy times, especially with multiple children, you might not even notice what's happening for kids. So I guess when they're at a certain age, and I guess that's part of parenting, isn't it? At each developmental stage, you're noticing what's the next thing they're going to be, what are you keeping an eye out for? Yeah. You know, like the crawling, the rolling over, the standing up. Well, then it's also signs of toileting about what are the clues, I guess, that they're giving you about. They might pull at their nappy. Do you know what I mean? They go and hide behind chairs or lounges or under tables when they're doing poos. They're usually poo trained and we trained at the same time, around the same time. Yeah. Um, so they sort of, so the poo is kind of obvious because they usually squat and do grunting sounds, whereas the wee they might just stop for a second and get that dazed look on their face. <laughs> That warm feeling. (laughs) But it's just good to link the words. Yeah. You know, and kind of notice and just kind of say, oh, you went to the toilet. So you would start to then think about, well, maybe I could buy a potty and get them just. So in their clothes, they would sit on the potty just for fun. So it's not about, oh, now I'm going to toilet train you and go hard. 
you would just kind of go, hey, this is a potty and this is where we go to the toilet. If you're going to the bathroom and they and you're open, family, where they come in and out, you say, oh, mummy's, you know, mummy's or daddy's doing a wee <laughs> or whatever. Is there any other kind of family? I want to know. Because <laughs> my children are still in the bathroom all the time. <laughs> totally. There is no privacy. None. But for some, there isn't. <laughs> yeah. I'd be, if you have that kind of private family where you have your own Privacy in the toilet. I want to hear from you because you are a unicorn. I'm telling you now. Um, so with the potty and the yeah. toilet, is there an argument to going straight, you know, when they have those steps that go up and a little yeah, seat yeah, on the yeah. toilet? Um, are there any arguments for starting with a potty and moving to a toilet or just going straight to the toilet? I think it probably depends on the child and the age. Um, so most children are toilet trained by three years could be up to four years and for some children what else is going on for them so they have physical reasons or they might be say something like might be more difficult because there's sensory issues around using the toilet and those sorts of things Um, but if they were just two or you might have a child that's showing you you're seeing that the child's showing all these signs they're pulling up their nappies they might even go wee wee they might say these words and you think oh, they're ready. There is a risk, it's a guess, best guess, that if you go straight to the big adult toilet um, with no seat and no little steps and no sort of support, that they they get a fear. Yeah, they get a fear attached (laughs) to falling through the ceiling. Or they will actually fall in. Or they will actually (laughs) fall in. That's true. But you know what I mean? Yeah, it's too big for them. Yeah, so those steps from there to there. So it depends on the child. If you've got a sensitive child, I would probably go slower. You would know from already how quick they are to adapt to change. Some children are, like adults, really good with change. Some people, just change is a little bit scary. Mm. at every change point in their life. And so I guess a potty is a nice, easy way just to get them to sit. And so some of the recommendations are sit with your clothes on, on a potty, just to get used to the feel of sitting on a confined circle. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Linking the words. After, say, a week of being with um, clothes on, sitting on a potty, maybe get them to say, how about you take off your, we take off your pants and you sit on it, see what that feels like. And then you would move to the seat with the steps and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so you you just mentioned there that it could be up to um, three or four that a child mm. has learnt to use the toilet. I'm, I have heard people call in and ask questions about children that, that are up to three years of age feeling very worried that their child still isn't using the toilet properly or still has problems with the toilet. Should they be worried at that point? I or? don't think so. Okay. Around 95% of children are toilet trained by four years, but there's still a percentage that it might take them up to six years. And I guess from three years, between three and four years, if you're seeing, say, you saw your doctor or a child health nurse, we would be kind of going, tell me what else is happening in the family. Are there reasons why this is difficult for your child? So, for instance, if there was bullying at preschool or you're changing schools or someone close to you died in the family or a baby arrived in the family, then there's a lot emotionally going on for that child. And sometimes when our emotions are high or elevated, it's actually hard to make big change. Of course. Because it's going to take some thinking. They've got to become aware of, because mum's giving them, or dad, giving them simple instructions, but they've got to become aware, but they might be too immersed in their own emotional kind of dramas. What about night toilet training? Because I know with both my kids, that part of toilet training was a lot further down the track. Yeah. 
So that's um, so you would think that possibly up to six years. Um, there's not a hard and fast rule. They often can go, and it does again depends on the child. So I guess as an example, both my children. It didn't even occur to me to toilet train them, and um, in as such, really, I, they mentioned it. And so, actually, my daughter took a day. She actually just said, oh, mummy, to my dad, said, Poppy, look at me. I, I can go to the toilet. And I was thinking, oh, isn't she funny? <laughs> and, she's, and she started taking off a nappy. And, and she just helped me. And she went straight onto a big toilet. She was about 26 months. And I thought, Genius. I don't even understand what is happening here <laughs> because I hadn't done anything. And I just thought, what? Anyway, and I was looking at my dad saying, she's never done this before. Where did this come from? Wow. And, um, but she was, but, and she was actually a sensitive child, but it was in her time. Obviously she felt comfortable, something she wanted to be proud of. I didn't really understand where it came from, but I am a health worker. We talked about a lot of things. She tried to resuscitate a doll when she was like <laughs> 12 months. What is that about? <laughs> so, you know, the environment has a big part to play yeah. in any of these behavior changes, you know, for them and developmental milestones for them. Yeah. Uh, you've got to be led by the child, I guess. Um, Speaking about those mm, open bathrooms, mm, how important is it that you actually, that children who are learning to use a toilet actually see people using the toilet? Absolutely. Yeah, to even, especially for little boys. So sometimes um, parents with boys wonder about when to make them stand and pass urine. Um, I wish they could just sit for their entire life until they leave I know. <laughs> it is true. Or teach them how to mop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a solution, right? So <laughs> usually they would say get them to be able to be successful toilet training, sitting down on the toilet until you can help them learn to stand up. And Because often they want to be like dad. Yeah. Um, so seeing dad, what they do, teaching your husband so then. So dads, yeah. And about hand hygiene, cleaning business. Yes. Um, getting it all sorted. Making it go in the toilet yeah, bowl. exactly. It's so, a so big bowl, <laughs> even for a small child. Absolutely. So they need to be at the right height. Yes. So those steps are really important. You can do things like scrunch up a little piece of toilet paper, get them to bomb like Pearl Harbor into the <laughs> toilet, uh, you know, things like that. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Who knew there was so much to talk about with toilet training? Uh -huh. It's oh, keep going. <laughs> well, we'll stop there, Karen, but that's given us lots of stuff to go on. So thank you so much for coming. No in. worries. Pleasure. That's Karen Wilcox from Karatani. And we'll put links in the notes to this episode to the Karatani website where you can find more information about toilet training. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. You can get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.